welcome to Thoroughly Equipped, a podcast for women where we compare the popular women's ministry teachings, books, conferences, Bible studies, etc. to scripture. Our focus is 2 Timothy 3.16-17, that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm your host, Melba Toast, and I'm so happy you have decided to join me today. May this episode bless you and bring glory to God. Today is the second of Thoroughly Equipped's quote-unquote break episodes. These are episodes to which I share other podcast shows or some encouraging reading with you while I work on season two, which, Lord willing, I hope to have out by the end of February. And during this break, I will post an episode about every other week till we resume weekly episodes for season two. Today, I have a devotion written by Catherine Hartell, a friend of mine, who shared it at a mom's ornament exchange I attended this past week. She did such a wonderful job reminding us of the reason for the season that, of course, I felt the need to share it with you. The devotion is centered around the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And here is where I'll let Catherine explain. Haggai 2, 7 And I will shake all nations, so that the treasures of all nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. 277 years ago, in 1744, Charles Wesley considered this verse as he looked around at the desperate situation of orphans and the bitter class divide in Great Britain at the time. Surrounded by hearts full of longing and seeking hope, he penned a prayer that he adapted into this beloved hymn. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone, by thine all-sufficient merit. Raise us to thy glorious throne. This beautiful hymn signals the beginning of the Advent season, a time to celebrate the wonder of Jesus' birth and the season leading up to Christmas. It is also a time of expectant waiting. The word Advent means coming. What is in mind here is not only Jesus' first coming as a baby in a manger, but his future second coming when he returns as our deliverer and conquering king. As the hymn so perfectly captures, Advent is a time to celebrate and to anticipate. So let us consider three reasons why we celebrate. One, we celebrate Jesus' birth. 
The first verse of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus is about Israel's longing for the Messiah. They knew the prophecies of a coming Savior, prophecies like Isaiah 7:14, which spoke of a virgin giving birth to a child whose name would mean God with us, and Isaiah 9:6, which told of a child whose name would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus' birth was the long-expected fulfillment of Israel's earnest prayers for his arrival, but not just for Israel. Jesus came to bring salvation to all who believe from every nation, tribe, and tongue. He is the hope of all the earth, the dear desire of every nation, and the joy of every longing heart. 2. We celebrate Jesus' life. He lived perfectly and sinlessly. As the lyrics say, He came to set us free and release us from our fears and sins. He did this, though we are so undeserving. Though we have all gone astray and turned to our own ways, He still came. Though Jesus was with the Father and had all the glories of heaven, He set it all aside and he still came. Not only did he come, but he lived the life of a suffering servant. As Isaiah 53 teaches us, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He had no form or majesty that we should even look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. And knowing all of this, he still came. 3. We celebrate Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus was born a child and yet a king. He was fully God and fully man. When he died on the cross and bore the penalty for our sins, he alone was able to satisfy the wrath of God that we deserved. It is only through Christ's all-sufficient merit that we can be saved. And because he rose triumphantly from the grave and has given us the Holy Spirit, he is able to reign in us forever and rule in our hearts alone. These are three of the main reasons to celebrate this Advent season. Let's look at what we have to anticipate. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. Maybe your soul has been troubled. Are you in a difficult season of life? Maybe you have babies and toddlers in tow and you're just exhausted. Or maybe you're caring for an elderly family member and you just don't know what to do. Maybe you're missing a loved one that has passed away. Or perhaps there's a financial situation or a recent scary diagnosis. Maybe you feel alone, inadequate, or invisible. In a fallen world, we all bear the weight and burden of something. Like the orphans and those suffering injustice who inspired Wesley to write this hymn, is your heart full of longing and seeking hope? If it is, and if you are in Christ, You can look forward to something much greater to come because we have a returning king. We live in anticipation of the second coming of Christ. 
the point toward which all history is moving. Jesus' return to earth will be quite different than his first advent. Consider these comparisons written by Nancy DeMoss Wolgmuth. He came the first time as an infant, born in time and space, small and weak. Matthew 1, 18-25 and Luke 2, 1-7 He will return as the everlasting King, great in strength and glory. Matthew sixteen twenty seven twenty four thirty. When he came the first time, his glory was shrouded or concealed from human view. Philippians two five to eight, First Corinthians two six to eight. When he comes the second time, his glory will shine brightly. Matthew twenty five thirty one and thirteen forty three. His first coming was obscure, witnessed only by a few poor shepherds. Few recognized who he was. Luke two eight to eleven fifteen to twenty, and chapter nine eighteen to nineteen. At his second coming, every eye will see him, and all will know who he is. Revelations one seven and Matthew twenty four thirty. He came the first time as the Lamb of God. Isaiah fifty three seven, First Peter one nineteen. John one twenty nine and Revelations five twelve. When he returns, it will be as the lion of the tribe of Judah, Genesis forty nine nine to ten and Revelation five five. At his first coming, he was judged and condemned to die by sinful men, Matthew twenty seven twenty two to twenty three and twenty six. When he returns, it will be as judge to execute justice and judgment on all who have refused to repent of their sins. Isaiah 16.5, Jude 14-15, Matthew 16.27, Second Thessalonians 1.7-9, and Revelations 19.11. The first time, he came as a man of sorrows. Isaiah 53.6, Luke 19.41, John 11.33-35. and 35. When he returns, it will be as Almighty God, Isaiah nine six forty nine twenty six, First Peter three twenty one to twenty two, and Revelation one eight. At his first advent, he rode into Jerusalem on a lowly donkey, Luke nineteen thirty five to thirty six. When he returns, he will be riding on a great white horse, Revelation nineteen eleven to sixteen. When he came the first time. Only a few bowed to pay him homage, Matthew 2, 7-11, and John 12, 1-8. When he returns, every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Philippians 2, 10-11. The first time he came to earth to die, Matthew 10, 28, John 3, 17, 12, 27, 1 Timothy 1.15 and 1 John 4.9-10. The second time, he will come to earth to reign. Isaiah 9.6-7, Luke 1.30-33, Revelation 19.15 and 16. The first time, he came as a humble servant. Philippians 2.5-8. The second time, he will come as the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven. Revelation 19.14. The first time he washed the feet of his disciples, John thirteen three to five, when he returns, all his enemies 
will be under his feet. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-five and 27. The first time he came, he wore a crown of thorns, Matthew twenty-seven twenty-nine and John nineteen five. When he returns, he will be crowned with many crowns, the king upon his throne, Revelation nineteen twelve and 16. He came the first time to make peace between God and man, 1 Timothy 2, 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19, and Ephesians 2, 13 to 14. When he returns, it will be to make war on those who have rebelled against him, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 to 8, and Revelation 19, 11. He came the first time as our suffering Savior, Psalm 22, 1 to 18, and 1 Peter 3, 18, but he will return as our sovereign Lord, 1 Timothy 6, 15 to 16. So, friends, we have great reason to celebrate and to anticipate. Where will our longing and expecting waiting lead us? Where is the ultimate home of our hope? In the final line, Wesley takes us there. Raise us to thy glorious throne. May this hymn point us back to the promise of Christ's coming during this holiday season. In all our trials, tribulations, and even the persecutions this world may throw at us, we have a blessed hope, a solid hope, and a Lord that keeps his promises and has, in his first coming, brought us life and salvation. His return is a day all his people long to see.
And so, ladies, I pray you are longing for Christ, praising Him for all He has done in His first coming, and anticipating in hopeful expectation of His second coming, glorifying Him in all you do during this season and in every season to come. Until next time, I pray you are in His Word. That beautiful rendition of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus was performed by Nathan Drake of Reawaken Hymns. You can find out more about Reawaken Hymns at reawakenhymns.com. Ladies, if you are interested in the transcript for this episode, you can go to ttew.org. You can find other great resources, articles, blogs, and videos that may bless you in your Christian walk, as well as links to follow me on social media. If you wish to contact me, you can email me at thoroughlyequipped316 at gmail.com. Again, the website address is ttew.org. Thoroughly Equipped is part of Striving for Eternity's Christian podcast community. Striving for Eternity is a Christ-centered ministry focused on equipping people for eternity by assisting Christians to have an eternal perspective on life. They strive to bring evangelism, discipleship, apologetics, and Christian living together for the purpose of eternal preparation by exalting God, edifying and equipping the saints, and evangelizing the lost. They provide speakers, online articles, online courses, books, podcasts, and other theological resources, all centered on God's Word. To find out more, go to strivingforeternity.org. And to listen to other podcasts, go to podcast.strivingforeternity.org. I pray that their resources bless you as they have blessed me, as we live our lives day by day, praising and glorifying God.